is Help Me Be Me with Sarah May, and this is an episode about uh, successful dating. And it's for those of you who are looking for the one, or uh, maybe you're just someone that ends up in bad relationships. Um, before I get started, I just want to make one correction to the last uh, week's recording of Frenemies. Um, the tool I called out where I talked about giving your... Um, your negativity of persona. That was actually not by Anna Neff. It was Andrea Owen. And they're both awesome ladies, so worth a read. Um, but apologies. Anyway, back to dating. So if you're one of those people who gets wrapped up in games, or maybe you're waiting for someone to call you and they don't, and it like drives you insane, it makes you feel desperate, um, and then maybe you end up in a relationship with someone who just doesn't treat you very well. Well, a lot of us want to be liked so badly that we can't help but become desperately obsessed. And it's like such a chemical feeling waiting for that phone call or for the text. And so it can be really, really hard to talk yourself out of it when you want something so bad. But I want you to think about something and burn it into your mind. It is actually not what you want. You just think it's what you want chemically at the time. You're falling in love with the idea of falling in love, and you're actually pushing yourself farther away from finding the one by doing so. This is the quote I want you to think about. So if you have a pencil, write this down. It's not about if they like you. It's about if you like them. That is just the golden rule for dating successfully. A lot of us tend to want to be in love that will choose people that will not love us. And it's for the most part accidental. But if you knew you were doing that, you wouldn't date them because you would realize you're working against yourself. But if you would date somebody, regardless of if they treat you well or not, I'm going to just call you out right now and say you should not be accepting bad behavior. It's a symptom of not giving your enough, yourself enough self-love. In other words, I don't think you are ready to meet the one yet because you've got to work on loving yourself and being better to yourself so that you can accept love from someone else and be capable of being in a healthy relationship. I know it's really hard to train yourself out of bad habits, especially when they're unconscious. But as a golden rule, just take care of yourself and keep your needs and your wants and your best interests at the forefront of your mind throughout the entire process and you will find the person you're supposed to be with. So I'm going to give you a few tools that help have helped me and have helped a lot of my friends um, in walking towards exactly what they want in a relationship and um, I hope they work for you as well. So step one or tool number one, I should say, is write your love list. If you don't have one already, write down a list of everything you want in somebody. So it, it's basically things like uh, someone that's attentive, someone that's honest, someone that's reliable, someone that is loving, someone that's giving, uh, anything and everything you want in a partner. And go big. I mean, this is just for you to be conscious of what it is you're actually looking for. I mean, if you can't start that list or you feel like, I don't really know what I'm looking for, just start with your foundational principles like basics, monogamy, 
trustworthy, you have chemistry, like anything that would, I guess most people would probably want in another person, whatever it is. Um, and just keep that list going all the time. So if you have something you want to add to it, mine was like, I feel like 14, 13 pages. And uh, that's long, but I found it. So <laughs> keep that list going, update it as you learn new things about yourself. And then um, whenever you are thinking about new values that you want in somebody, just even if it's super, super specific, it doesn't matter because this is you. I mean, it's all about what you like. So if it's certain things like hair color, I mean, that can go on your list. It doesn't have to be all just values. Number two, or tool number two, get over it and get out there. I was the same way where I didn't really want to go toward internet or, you know, all the apps and stuff because it kind of makes you feel icky. But get over it. You got to treat this like a job. If you want to meet somebody, it's not like the old days where you're going to meet someone at a soda fountain and they're going to buy you a cherry soda. You have to actually actively pursue meeting people because at the end of the day, you're going to be less likely to run into your match if you're in the same routine day after day at work, wherever it is, at school, in your neighborhood. You have to widen the pool. And it doesn't mean that fate doesn't have a very big hand in this. It doesn't mean that there's not a lot of romance and chance. It's just you got to be diligent and allow the universe to cross paths and all that stuff. And it means putting yourself out there, even though it feels icky. Just let it go. Make yourself do it. It's so worth it. And if you end up actually going through all those icky, terrible first, you know, four, ten, whatever it is, dates, you will be, it'll be so worth it in the end when you finally do find your match. I don't think you will care about it in retrospect. That's what you're doing. If you really want something, you go get it, period. It doesn't mean it has to be on these very, very specific, finite terms. So I know it sounds crazy, but if you really want to meet somebody, I would be very, um, very aggressive about it time-wise. So dedicate an hour a day looking through whatever it is, profiles, whatever. Um, and be specific about the things you're looking for and don't be um, don't be afraid to mandate that there are certain foundational principles that are always met. Like, no, if you don't want to be in an open relationship, do not entertain the idea of dating somebody that's looking for an open relationship. I don't care what they look like. <clears throat> okay. Tool number three. This is a very, 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 very good one. And this I owe to a friend of mine named Sharon, Sharon Flynn, who gave taught me this tool i think invented this tool so this is a shout out to sharon um it's called the big red hat so it's basically this giant imaginary red hat that you're always going to have on your head and this is throughout your dating career whenever you are dating or um maybe you're you've been on several dates you're starting to be, build a new relationship this is basically before you have taken the plunge and, and decided to be committed to somebody in like a, you know, monogamous relationship, whether that's long-term dating or marriage. So this is the big red assessment hat, we'll call it. And it's 
basically something you wear to remind you in your imagination. Something you wear to remind you that you are in a time of assessing this person. You have not yet decided that you want to be with this person. You've not committed. You are still choosing whether or not this person is worthy of you if you want to be with them. So you're basically going to, every time you're out with this person, you're thinking about this person, something happens like they don't respond to a text, you, in your assessment hat, will decide, hmm, how do I feel about that? It's not about what it means, what it, whether or not you write something back or what you can do to make them do whatever. It's about how does that objective information feel to you as an assessor of the situation? I don't think I like that. He didn't call me back. Hmm. I don't, I don't think I, I enjoy a person that does that. So, okay. If you have time, grab a pencil and a piece of paper. This is the, uh, the list that you will keep while you are wearing your assessment hat. So it's basically two columns and you just create numbers in those columns. One is just title it red flags. And the other column, you write the word positives. So basically, as you're going out on dates, let's say your first date with somebody, you're going to make mental notes while wearing your assessment hat of all of the red flags you notice or just things that you notice that you don't necessarily like and then positives or things you do like. And you'll find that with most most relationships, those two columns fill up pretty evenly. So, for example, on the left side in red flags, you might have something like um, was distracted or didn't uh, wasn't courteous, didn't offer to split the bill or uh, had roaming eyes, something like that. Anything that sets off a a bad feeling in you. On the positives column, you might have things like uh, very good chemistry, great uh, conversation, um, have fun together, very kind, uh, very funny, stuff like that. So keep this list up to date and highlight anything that you think could be a potential warning sign. And Like any red flag in my mind is basically anything that betrays your foundational principles. So for example, they want to see, they want to keep an open relationship, but you want a monogamous relationship. That is a huge red flag and it's a deal breaker. If there's something that betrays your foundational principles, that cannot exist. That relationship cannot exist. I think even if somebody says they will change their terms, it's still... If you're assessing the situation honestly, it's still kind of a deal breaker just because it's not aligning with your values. Um, so now that you have your list going and you have your hat, next on my list of tools is um, for your first date, literally just fill that list. You on your first date will get most every clue to who that person is in some subtle shape or form. Like if you really are attentive and take mental notes and and just even very small details, like uh, if they're courteous, if they make eye contact, how uh, what their energy is and what they're putting into um, this first date experience with you, you'll be able to tell whether or not this person is serious and whether or not you think it's worth going on a second date because you could probably save yourself a good couple of years of life having 
been in a bad relationship if you keep taking these mental notes and don't get sucked in by the idea of being in love be very very honest with yourself and decide for yourself based on objective information whether or not this is somebody you want based on that list of things you want for yourself because if you are deciding based on whether or not they like you you're actually not aligning with what it is you want you're moving yourself away from what it is you want and what happens is you occupy yourself when you would have been meeting the other person that does align with what you want you just have to be willing to stick it out long enough so the assessment hat is great because as long as you have it you will not abandon what is rational and you'll keep to the facts instead of letting yourself stray to an obsessive, desperate, and or insecure place where that person holds all the power. I mean, when you do that, when you allow somebody else to dictate how you feel, you uh, hand over literally control of yourself to that person. And so another person will probably not like having those keys because it's like, it's almost like you've told them in that gesture I am not of enough value to protect myself. So you're actually not acting as a person who respects themselves. Therefore, you're telling somebody else that you do not deserve respect. Which brings me to the last tool or step or whatever you want to call it, which is make a formal promise to yourself. I don't know if it's a ritual you want to do or if it's something you want to like just write yourself a letter. That's what I would probably do in my journal. Just commit to yourself in some very formal way that you will always act in accordance with your best interests and commit to being honest with yourself through this process. Because I know it can be hard to let go of the idea of somebody wanting them to be someone that they're not or just craving being with somebody so much, but they have to treat you in a way that you deserve to be treated. And they must demonstrate that they'll care for you. It doesn't count if they just want to be with you. It's not enough. To be in a happy relationship and to be loved in the way that will benefit you, you need to find somebody that will genuinely care for you and treat you well. And I know it sounds like there's probably nobody out there like that right now. I mean, especially if you've been hunting forever and ever and you feel like you're just not meeting that person but there are lots and lots and lots of people in the world and there's only one that is meant for you and so it sometimes takes a long time for them to get to you and I would also say sometimes there are lessons you haven't learned yet that you need to learn before that person arrives and vice versa they might be learning some lessons before they arrive on your doorstep so remember just going to recap the tools. Wear your red hat at all times and commit to acting in your own best interest. Do not tolerate bad behavior because you're unknowingly walking away from what it is you truly want. Act as a person who deserves love and respect and you will attract people who will love and respect you. And be clear about what it is you want so that you can be clear in identifying that person. Do not choose something that you don't want 
because you're just going to tie up your time and that person's going to drift on by. I do believe that everybody has a perfect match out there, but you have to evolve to the point where you love yourself enough that you will protect yourself enough that you can be capable of being in that relationship. So it's almost like you have to grow all of yourself and really aspire to be your best self for you to actually reach that platform where you two meet. Um, And I also want to just throw out there, if uh, all these tools, I also have a book version of Help Me Be Me, in case you want this in printed form. Um, I know it is difficult when you're in a desperate place or you're in a depressed place or you just feel low in general in your life and you want to meet somebody and you want to be with somebody because otherwise it's like life isn't that fun because it's lonely but if you're drawn to a person that mistreats you you will likely have to learn a very hard but valuable lesson I'm just warning you because it could cost you quite a few years of your life and you cannot know the repercussions of a a negative relationship because sometimes they can really just bring you down for a really long period of time. But I do believe, regardless, don't be too hard on yourself. I think people come into our lives for a reason and they are our teachers. So whatever your situation is, whoever the person is, it will likely teach you firsthand a very, very important lesson and hopefully to protect yourself, regard yourself with the greatest as the greatest treasure and as someone that no one is ever allowed to degrade or treat with anything less than reverence um i want to give you some hope if you've been through the ringer and you're kind of sitting in that lonely place just work on loving yourself and taking care of yourself and fostering growth in yourself and Just aspire to be your best self for you. Let go of needing anyone else. And accept that you are wonderful company. It doesn't matter if you meet anyone else. All you ever need is you. And that is a wonderful thing. And as soon as you really feel that and believe that and embrace it, it's like as soon as you sort of start to like it, somebody just shows up in your life um so with that i will send you love and positivity and uh, don't forget to smile